Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au Nine minutes to eight. Good morning to you. Going for a top of 27 degrees today. Partly cloudy. It's certainly a lot cooler. It's going to be like this for the next few days. And then I think we have um, a warmer week next week. Bix on 1300 736 Before we get to Brad Johnson, before your AFL ladder for 2024, let's say good morning to you, Ange. What do you got for us today? Good morning, gentlemen. So, you know, you are talking about the severity um difference between the, what the brain looks like after a heavy impact or a concussion. Yep. Uh, and and um, I was wondering, you know, sooner or later, we're really going to have to start to consider, and Kane Corns talks a lot about this, about the specky. Now, I don't want to see it out of the game, but the knee in the back of the head, and, you know, surely that would be an issue. But one thing I've noticed with the specky is that when the when the knee, knee does hit the back of the head, you never, you very rarely hear of someone being concussed. It always seems to be around the jaw or the temples or the front of the head or the face. Is, is that a thing? Is that mm. something that um, you guys have noticed as well? Um, Daniel Venables was involved in a marking contest. He's the premiership player from uh, the West Coast Eagles, 20 years of age, premiership player, got hit in a marking contest and hasn't played again. That was about four years ago and has retired and, um, and still has issues. So the marking con, well, he, he was sort of running in a different direction and, and there was a huge collision. So it can happen. I, I think the, the marking contest is really about, uh, you know, um, when you put your knee up in, in some respects, it's there for, to protect you for players coming in the other direction as well. It's also helps you sort of get off the ground as long as, your eyes are looking at the footy and you're going at the footy. Um, I think that's okay. The only issue we can talk about the marking contest that you're trying to remove if you're injuring people is uh, like the Toby Green, for example, putting your studs up. If Mm. you're doing it in a way that you can absolutely foresee how that could really injure someone consistently, then we would outlaw that, which people do. But I reckon if, you know, there's, 50 marking contests, the ones where blokes get kneed full on in the back of the head and knocked out happen, you know, probably one, you know, very, very rarely anyway. And, and so if it, if it was happening, if we were getting tackling last year, I think there was in the first half of the year, there was 36 concussions from tackling. If we were getting 36 concussions from marking contests in the first half of this year, I think they would look at the rules. So Right now, I don't see it as a problem, but great call, Ange. Thank you. Thank you, Ange. Uh, 0427-154-166, a couple of quick texts. Brett says the true test for the tribunal will be if a star player from a Victorian club like Dusty Dacos or the Bont in a final or a prelim concusses a player. We'll see the real tribunal. Another I totally one, agree with that. Totally this one agree. says, how can people take the AFL play serious on concussion where there's ex-AFL players stepping into the boxing ring before the gather round? Surely the AFL and PA would be stepping in and stopping this? Well, the AFL have, once you've finished playing, the AFL have got no sort of 
hold on what you can and can't do. Same with the Players Association. But what if I was the Players Association? Players Association fund medical um, treatments. Mm. Like, so if I had to go to the doctor, or if I want to get a brain scan in regards to concussion, or if um, I had a lot of issues with my feet, if I had tr- troubles with that, and I can go to the doctor, they f- fix the gap up. I'd be saying to players that are stepping into the boxing ring, uh, when you do this, please don't come to me, you know, or join a class action in a year or two's time because what you are doing now is really dangerous. Send them a letter off and say, we're not going to fund any medical stuff if you get injured doing this really risky stuff. This is a good one too. Congrats to Izzy Borlase who won the Adelaide Lightning MVP last night. This on top of recently representing a country playing for the Opals all before her 20th birthday. What a superstar. Mark Bickley, the time has come for you to go through your ladder for 2024. So you've been working feverishly on this. I mean, for the past couple of weeks, you've been... I've just had a look. It's kind of like you're looking into the matrix and just (laughs) dotting all your I's and crossing your T's. So so I'm really certain about one thing on this ladder, Mm -hmm. and that is that it won't be 100% correct. And it might even be 50% correct. It could be See, this not is, correct at all. Ever since you were, for the first time ever, proven wrong this morning, I reckon you've gone into your shell no, a little no, bit. You no, need no. to back yourself in, brother. No, ladders and predictions at the start of the year, uh, are, they're guaranteed to be wrong. Well, they're like, the they're like budgets. You just can't, you, unless you've got a crystal ball. I'm surprised you didn't say the weather. Um, <laughs> but if you are correct at the end of the year, you will be claiming that you knew all along. Mm, no. Well, this is this is the best guess scenario. This is, this is weather sort of man scenario, I reckon. Now, let's put this through a filter of going, you are not saying here who is going to win the grand final. You are not saying anything apart from at the it's end of the prediction. minor round. Okay, yep. At the end of the minor round, this is what the ladder will look mm, like. Yep, that's it. Okay, I'm going to start with eighth position. And eight, I've got Carlton finishing eighth. I had him around fourth, fifth, or sixth, but um, I've just got a little bit worried over the last couple of weeks, a few injuries to some key players, and it just made me rethink. Just making the finals and having a, you know, a good back half of last season, is that enough to say that give me the confidence that they can consistently reproduce that? And I'm just not sure. So Carlton to finish eighth. I think Adelaide are going to jump up into the eight. I think they'll finish seventh. They only have to win one or two more games. Adelaide, uh, I know they lost five close games last year. They were the highest scoring team last year, which means if they can make some adjustments around their defense, that should elevate them up. I've got Port finishing one spot higher in sixth position. Uh, I think they've improved their side last year, but um, and... I think there's other teams that have that are going to be pretty strong and improve as well, but they're going to be in and around the mark. Mm-hmm. Port Adelaide, their draw is going to be tougher as well this year. I've got Sydney finishing fifth. Um, I'm really impressed with Sydney. I think Errol Golden is going to be a superstar. Uh, I, I think they've been a bit of a changing of the guard. So it used to be Buddy and it used to be Rampy and, and Parker and those guys. Now it's that, that next wave of players coming through. And I think Sydney are going to... Uh, Enjoy the, the spoils of those young players taking that responsibility. I've been impressed with Melbourne. It's been a bit of a firestorm for Melbourne, but what I saw last night um, suggests that they will, for the third year in a row, finish in the top four. Um, just was impressed with the fact that they were able to take 20 marks inside 50. Last year, they could not find a way to goal. Last night, they looked a, a little bit better, so I'm sure they've worked on that. I've got Collingwood finishing third, uh, which... 
you know, there's probably not going to be a whole lot between the top three sides, but I just feel at some stage, I'm not, I'm not saying it's pure luck, but there's elements of luck that you just need in games when you win close games. And they've won so many close games. And I just feel like, just feel like the wheel might turn at some stage and they might lose some of those close games. I've got the Giants finishing second. Super impressed with what they did in the back half of last year when Adam Kingsley was able to ingrain their game style. Um, we talked about the top 10 players in the competition. I didn't realize. Giants had three players in the top 10. Mm. Toby Green, Tom Green, and Sam Taylor. That's impressive. That's not, you know, Josh Kelly's not even in that conversation either and, and others. So they're a super talented group. And I've got the Brisbane Lions improving one more spot. I think they're... they're slowly edging towards this this coveted premiership. I've got them winning the flag this year. Um, played finals, first of all. Then they were top four. Then they won a final. Now they've made a grand final. I just love the way that Chris Fagan uh, has talked about this progress. And, and I just feel like they're engaged. They're motivated. They just keep adding players to the mix. Tom Duday will come in in the back half of the season. He'll be... An improvement. They'll get Ashcroft back at some stage as well. So I feel like there's some improvement from last year. Brisbane, GWS, Collingwood, Melbourne, Sydney, Port, Adelaide, Carlton. Just uh, without explaining, I just need the rest of the the ladder. So just give me the team names. The the what? Sorry, the the one the others outside the eight. Okay, so I've, I've got Gold Coast improving, but just outside Essendon. I think will be better, but just outside the Saints are going to drop out. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd, they keep making it, and Ross Lyon keeps proving me wrong, but I just look at their list, and I think there's others. Yep, they're keep moving. Improving. Western Bulldogs just don't have my trust. They're up, mm-hmm. they're down, they're in, they're out. So I don't. I couldn't tell you where the Bulldogs would finish. They're just likely to finish in the top four or the bottom four. I don't know. And then Frio are a bit the same. I'm just not sure they've improved enough or they're going to improve enough to uh, jump in the uh, into the eight. And I think it's going to be hard work for, again, West Coast North, uh, Hawthorne and Richmond uh, might have the work in front of them as well. Geelong have to fit in there somewhere as well. Yeah. So we're going to put your top eight on our socials this morning. What do you think? You can text us in 0427 154 166. Brad Johnson joins us next.